Yeah, Stephen Molyneux coming up. Hashtag Crowder CNN live stream. Make sure it's trending for this guy because people like him. And uh, we're glad to have him on the show since we just took a steaming dump on Canada. I'm sorry that was your intro. At Stephen Molyneux. That's with an X. Stephen, how are you, sir? I'm very well, Stephen. How are you doing? Merry, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Uh, horribly. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I miss because, you know, we're doing the 16-hour CNN live stream. I'm without a hint. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, no. I have a um, – I'm, I'm – <laughs> I am – I've got my blast helmet, my stormtrooper outfit. I've got tearaway pants for no particular reason, and I'm ready for you know, CNN to scour my brain of reason and evidence. All my years of philosophical training can be taken out by one pixel-based shotgun blast of irrationality from the mainstream media. I'm set, baby. Is it wrong that that looks refreshing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it may look more refreshing than CNN. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I know. No, I know. I look at it. I'm like, oh, it's like it's like the oasis. It's like the mirage in the middle of the desert. I'm sitting there going, oh, I'm I'm looking at you right now. It's like a spirit. And you look like a hot. You look like a. (laughs) 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 Stefan is a hot dog, and the Clorox is just like a martini. All right, at Stefan Molyneux, Um, Stefan. I don't know if you've been following at all. I don't know if you've been following the stream at all, but do you want me to catch up to speed? Just a brief hit list of some of the biases. You know, just just in case people end up only watching this segment, which I'm not saying I recommend it. I'm just saying it's going to be the best segment. But you might as well catch up people in case they just dip in here. Okay, so let me do this really quick. So right away we tuned in, stoking the Russian hysteria with the idea that Trump is going to fire Mueller. Of course, he already said that he wasn't. Maybe he will, but he said that he wouldn't. Adam Schiff on Mueller probe was up there nine months ago. He said he had evidence on President Donald Trump. There's been nothing, and they had him on here for like half an hour. Not a single mention. Not one. One of uranium one trending on Twitter, depending where you are. That's number three. And uh, that's number four. We were number three. So sorry, a little ego there. Uh, chip program. They literally said nine million tiny Tims will die because Republicans don't want to fund the child health care initiative. It's not true. They actually uh, put some legislation forward to fund it for another five years. Democrats just don't like the mechanism of funding. No mention of the Melbourne attacker being an Afghani named Saeed Niori. They just said some guy ran over some people in Melbourne. Uh, holiday shoppers, by the way, not Christmas shoppers, the cherry on top of the shit cake. And then we have, uh, sorry, there's no censoring here today. Uh, mysterious death of Border Patrol agent. They're saying, we are mysterious. What's the cause? Two illegal uh, immigrant drug cartels are the only suspects right now. We can't confirm it, but they didn't even mention it at all. They had D. Simone Sanders on to talk about the Mueller probe, who, of course, mocked Trump supporters being beaten by black mobs, saying poor white people. And, of course, they've been talking about Israel nonstop and the embassy, saying, uh, basically been presenting it as though this is some kind of a new idea to move the embassy to Jerusalem, not talking about the 1995 vote for the embassy to be moved to Jerusalem and to be recognized as Israeli capital no later than May 1999. That's just the hit list from 8 o'clock a.m. to now, Stefan. Your floor. Right. right. Well, first of all, I mean, the idea that they would find Mueller would be ridiculous. Mueller is like a, the Christmas gift that keeps on giving. Because with Mueller, you have this whole Russia hysteria. Russian bears are crawling up my leg and not in the way that I like. <laughs> And in the meantime, you know, Trump can go around fixing the country while everyone's distracted. Squirrel! Russians! They're off doing their crazy stuff. And Mueller should just keep going. I'm really sorry for all the people whose life savings are being scoured clear by this political witch hunt. But it does give the Democrats something to focus on that keeps them distracted while the country gets saved. Well, I I am amazed that there's no mention of Uranium One. And they even said, like, well, is it just meddling or was there collusion? As though there isn't an answer number three, like... Maybe none of it. Maybe Donald Trump had nothing to do with it. It's like, did he meddle? Did they meddle or did he just collude? And then they go into Mueller and they have Schiff, who's been promising evidence for nine months. Like you said, it's it's a gift because they promise evidence and then there's nothing and they move on down the trail. 
But wouldn't it be terrible, as Hillary Clinton said, wouldn't it be terrible, shocking and appalling, Stephen, if Trump did not recognize and accept the outcome of a democratic election. Wouldn't that just be the worst conceivable thing in the world? Oh, Lord, I just, you know, if you ever want to know what's really going on in the mind of a leftist, just look what they're accusing other people of, and that's their darkest acted out fantasies. I think you're right. Right now, they just showed a, a chart here up on CNN that 22% were the biggest contributors to the UN. Stefan, do you think we should even be, well, we, I said the United States. I know, you know, listen, you're our friends over there in Canada, but I, I know you'd probably rather be American at They're this trying. point. You're trying. You're doing better. Do you think the U.S. should be involved with the U.N. at all at this point? Oh, no. No, no. The, UN, the UN is a massive spider-based cancer for spreading leftism around the planet. The, uh, the idea that you have, what is it, Saudi Arabia chairing the Women's Rights Commissions, and I don't know, it was like Zimbabwe on the Human Rights Council and so on. It's affirmative action for evil people. I like the idea that, that this should have anything what? to do with Hold anything. On. What if we just got off a portion of the clitoris, right? Right? And you went like, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I'm just pretty much sure that on no sane planet should should gynecologists be equipped with chainsaws. That is just not the way a sane planet should ever operate. So, no, the U.N. And I like what Trump said. He said, hey, you don't like the Jerusalem thing? Maybe we'll just cut your foreign aid. Now, why there's foreign aid? to begin with is completely beyond me. I don't know if it's white guilt or if it's just buying off votes or whatever, but, you know, how about you just, anybody who says anything, are you breathing? Okay, no foreign aid for you. I mean, it's terrible for the countries involved. It's just the whole process of transferring money from poor people in rich countries to rich people in poor countries. And it's just another form of corporate welfare because you give a bunch of money to Zimbabwe and American dollars, they end up having to spend it someplace, which benefits American companies. So yeah, let's just get rid of foreign aid completely. It hasn't worked. Uh, The countries are not better off and the deficit just keeps growing in America and all the Western countries. So yeah, this internationalism thing, um, it comes out of a fundamental misunderstanding. Everyone thinks, well, the reason why there was a second world war is that people weren't talking enough. So let's get a place together where people can talk and everything will be fine. And uh, now we just have another kind of invasion going on. Right. Hold on. Hey, Sanga, Edward, make sure you close both doors when you come in. We have, we have a fo- like a, like a photo, a red room and there are two doors and, and uh, one of them was being left open. So I could hear someone yelling. Uh, oh, I thought I th- it was, uh, was it not going to be a draft? I don't see any nipples. I was hoping that maybe there'd be a drive. I don't care. I can show you some nipples. Oh, there we go. Okay. Hang on. By the way, I don't know if you saw this. We're sponsored by Walther now, a firearm (laughs) company with balls. And uh, so look at this, Stefan. I'm I'm appendix carrying. Pow, pow, pow. That's a Walther. That's a Walther firearm there. They, They saw the show. And they said, we'll sponsor you anyway. So how good is that? Did, we're, they, we're, did they specifically say that it should be in your groin? Was that in the contract well, or is just a rider that you have? I know I want nothing but red M&Ms and a gun where my dick should be. <laughs> well, there is no other rider than me. That's so um, <laughs> what? And it's a holster with options. Yeah, it's, it's a holster with options. It's actually a Nate squared holster. So I wear it on the side. But here with the onesie, it was kind of hard to do. It wasn't because there's no loop. Anyways, long story short. But here, let me. it's funny that you mentioned this. No foreign aid. That's that. You know, I'm actually kind of on board with that. But what's ironic here. So let's let's both agree on that. But now let's get into the reality that there is foreign aid. The only place liberals have problems with foreign aid is the one place that actually respects to some degree human rights right now, Israel. They have no problem with Mm. foreign aid with Saudi Arabia. They want more foreign aid to Hamas. But really, today, this is a referendum on not hating Israel. We're not even talking about foreign aid aid today. We're just talking about recognizing an embassy that was already passed as a bill in 1995. So as someone who's a libertarian yourself, you're consistent, no foreign aid across the board. (laughs) But do you see this irony that the only time liberals have a problem with foreign aid is when it is Israel. 
Well, of course, the big problem with Israel for the liberals, Stephen, is that uh, the Jews in Israel have a very strong in-group preference. They don't allow migrants. They're kicking out a bunch of people who came in. They have a wall. They have a sense of culture, of history, of pride, and they want to keep the country for themselves. Now, that very idea gives liberals hives and shakes and spina bifida and Lord knows what else. So I think that they're concerned that 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 uh, a cultural country that wishes to keep its own identity exists because, by God, man, what if that idea would have spread elsewhere? (gasps) What would happen? Oh, the horror. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like we talked about here in the United States, the equivalent there isn't really a race of people. There are Jews as a race of people, but people who are, okay, boom, you subscribe to the Constitution. When you come here, you actually take this naturalization oath. And if you don't believe it, you're out. That's terrifying to liberals here in the United States. You know, it makes an American as a set of ideals. And they go, well, hold on a second. No, no, no. We don't have to believe in freedom of speech. You don't have to believe in the Second Amendment. What are you talking about? That's in the oath when you become a citizen here. Yeah, it is crazy to me. I, I, here's here's my situation with Israel, and I've talked about this, and this is not necessarily super popular with the Christian community. Uh, no foreign aid, period. Now, Israel is a pivotal military ally of ours because it's the one area where, you know, listen, we need a place to land. We need a place to refuel. We need a safe haven where there's an entire sea of people who want to destroy us. But you can do that without the kind of money that exchanges hands as it does right now. But if you look at Ron Paul, um, Rand Paul, what they basically said is we're funding to the tune of all of these countries around Israel. If you add it all up, we're giving far more money to countries who want to eviscerate Israel than Israel itself. We give more to them individually, but if you just say no funding at all, right? No funding at all to anybody, Israel would actually be better off because of the funding we give to other countries who want to kill them. That to me is entirely sensible. Well, and as far as I understand it, I'm no expert on the economics even, but as far as I understand it, Jews in America not the poorest demographic in the known universe. So, you know, <laughs> if true. people want to help a country, they can write checks and send money. You know, that it's not like there'll be no help going from America to Israel if there's no foreign aid. But as you're right, I mean, why are you selling hundreds of billions of dollars of arms to places like Saudi Arabia uh, and also giving money to defense for Israel? I mean, talk about funding both sides of the coin. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And here's something I don't understand, too. Like, Saudi Arabia, I get it, you know, and you look back, okay, then it goes all the way back to the Clintons and the Bushes, and there were allyship with Saudi Arabia, and then you kind of have it with UAE. Uh, Qatar, Clockboy, <laughs> Clockboy, gosh, that was this year, Clockboy, what a long year. Was that, no, it wasn't, really? Wasn't it? My, no, I, 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 I've so lost track, we'll, we'll talk about it, I've so lost You know lost what, he did a resurgence. These days. He came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went yeah, away he and he back. came back. He tried back. a lawsuit, like a uh, he moved overseas, he came back, and That's oh it. yeah, it was it a big mess. Yeah, it was Clockboy 2, back to the briefcase. So he, um, <laughs> he didn't, by the way, he didn't build anything, he put a Phillips alarm clock in a briefcase and he turned up the volume, and he was like, hey guys, I had nothing to see here. CNN didn't report that, no one knows. What was that? CNN didn't report that. No, CNN didn't report it. So w- what's crazy to me is like you said we're talking about this every now and then we have an alliance with someone in the middle east not named israel israel has been pretty consistent here over the last couple of decades but saudi arabia then they screw up egypt then they screw up turkey <laughs> then they screw up uh, even if you go back to you know before the iran conflict you look there were all different kinds of alliance and it always goes sour so my whole thing is i understand that people say well listen we have to be diplomatic but you know you know they're going to turn on you at some point. At this point, we're going to lose some of the biggest alliances just because we say, ah, we can put the embassy in Jerusalem. So why do it? Just say, no more money. That's it. None. Zero. How about that? Well, can you, can you imagine? Let's just, let's just do a thought exercise here for you and, and your listeners. And I warn you, I am very – my, th- my thoughts are slower than usual after five hours of CNN. Oh, no, listen, I, I specifically wanted to come in later uh, to, to have a slight intellectual advantage. You've got me beat on biceps, but if you're, not, if you're exhausted, I might have a chance. 
But let's imagine that there was a religion somewhere out there in the world that specifically allowed its adherents to lie to people who weren't part of that religion and be perfectly moral. Like, you know, because with Christianity, it's a, you know, do not bear false witness and so on. And it's a universal commandment. But let's just imagine there are a couple of religions out there that uh, specifically say totally fine. In fact, if it's advantageous for your religion, you can completely lie to people not part of your religion. And let's say that America or the West as a whole didn't really notice that particular clause and entered into these contracts with people whose religion specifically says they never have to keep a contract with you in any way, shape or form. I wonder if a lot of foreign policy could be improved by just reading a few sections of, say, said religious text and making decisions accordingly. That's true. You know what? You can't even ask them, I think, by the way, this thought exercise. I believe he's speaking of the Islamic belief of Takea, which is you're allowed to lie. By the way, you're allowed to lie in times of war. What means or times of oppression? What is a time of oppression? Anytime you're not the ruling class with everyone subjugated. So basically, it's always a time of oppression until Islam takes over the entire world. The problem is you can't even ask them to renounce Takea. <laughs> so it's not. You can't, let's, okay, say, let's say, you let's say certain people took an oath. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> it's like, I promise. So no Takea. No. You swear. I swear to God. Your God. I swear to any, any God. Yeah, I know. What if, what if said, what if people swore on a Bible? Anyway, okay, <laughs> this, could, this could go on and on. This could go on and I, on. Can you imagine? I know. No, All right. I really, I can't. I mean, those Klingons, they've got some, well, you know, odd beliefs. Let's just put it hold, that Hold way. on one second. Uh, let's let uh, Stefan hear this. John King is talking. UN votes to condemn Trump's Jerusalem decision. Obamacare fixes. It's question. just recycling. In a year in which Republicans are trying to protect their majorities, and you all already see hold the beginnings on. of a Democratic wave because of the president's unpopularity. Huh? This is better than, I really say this, but Donald Trump is right on the politics here. A shutdown would be terrible tomorrow. You think they know we're watching them? Here's what's crazy, Stefan, right? They have all this money. They are talking about the same thing that they've been talking about from this morning. There is nothing new, and they're paying them to have this opulence set and a round table. And all they are doing is discussing the same thing we are, except with a lag, because they have to have middlemen get them the breaking news online. Literally today, they've had, like, breaking news. That's not breaking. We've known this for 30 minutes. I mean, do you think do you think we're watching them die? Do you think that CNN, do you think in five years time, cable news as we know it won't really exist? It'll it'll be some other form. Oh, listen, Stephen, I mean, come on, you and I and, and the audiences that we have and the trajectory of our growth, like we just ran the numbers. I would have done my channel grew 20 percent year over year. Um, nice. We're not watching them die. We're helping them. <laughs> you know, we're like the nurse. We're like the nurse in the operating room. It's like, well, you know, this patient doesn't seem to be doing well. Oops, kicked out the plug. <laughs> well, I guess I just saved everybody some money. So, um, no, I like to think that I'm not just a passive participant in watching the decaying orbit of the mainstream media as it burns up in the stratosphere of intelligent thought and alternative media. I like to think that I'm not just helping someone fly. I'm giving them a little bit of a push as well. So, yeah, I think we're a little bit more active than just uh, observers. I think you're right. I think you've done a lot and i think and then i think all the people who've joined mug club today it's they're basically the person with the pillow going hey, i can't bear to watch this um so okay well, let see- me just say one other thing just looking at that cnn panel <laughs> ah, this question of diversity is interesting because it seems to me that 
they're only focused on the surface with regards to diversity. Because, right. of course, on CNN, you never want a libertarian. You might get a rhino sort of floating through from time to time who's, you know, willing to say a few things to the Republican base while basically conforming with what the left wants. But any actual diversity of opinion at CNN is completely uh, absent. So they have, I guess, women and, and blacks and other groups who all have the same beliefs. So in other words, they say diversity is only skin deep. Diversity is like what covers your dome, what's inside your brain. There can be no diversity of any kind, any way, shape or form. No divergent opinions, no opposite arguments, nothing like that. Yeah. And that to me is really interesting because I value diversity of opinion. You know, nobody has a monopoly on truth and we all benefit from having our arguments sharpened by opposition. But with CNN, it is this monotonous sameness. And this is why I think that the audience for CNN is sort of functionally retarded because smart people want they don't oh, like one, things se- one second, hold on, one second. 128 to 9, the vote to condemn Trump's Jerusalem decision. And it was 300 something to like 5 or 7. It was like 300 something to 50 to recognize it as the embassy in 95. It was 97 to 3 or 95 to 3 or 93 to 5. So it's like, it's just so funny. UN is a complete flip flop of, you know, countries not beholden to being politically correct. Sorry, continue with your thought. It's a, well, it's a team thing. Right. I mean, if you take the jerseys of your team and put them on the other team, suddenly you swarm to the other side of the stadium and start cheering for them. It's just a team thing. You've seen all of these videos that people have online and they they take a Trump speech and they go to a leftist and they say, Obama made the speech. What do you think? And they're like, it's magical. I'm transported. I'm floating. I'm not in Kansas anymore. I'm in the dopamine nirvana drip of mainstream media (laughs) kibble. Right. And so. They all, so they don't care about the content. It's just the team. The left has their team. The right has their team. And there's no principles involved, certainly on the left. I think on the right, the never Trumpers were principle less, although I think they're kind of coming around now. But uh, it's see, just I the see team. it the other way. I, mean, I, I see don't it, have it. There's I, no moral content to any of this. I see them meeting in the middle because Trump hadn't really accomplished a whole lot until this tax bill. Um, and the net neutrality kind of thing. I see both of them kind of coming and going, okay, he's doing some stuff finally at the end of the year. You know, I saw a lot of Trump people are upset they didn't get the wall done. And then never Trumpers saying, told you so. And now I see pro-Trump people and the never Trumpers going, all right, this is good right now. This, this is a good end of year wrap. Well, I, you know, I don't agree that he didn't get much done. It's just that he didn't get stuff done that changes things now. But in terms of, you know, SCOTUS, uh, Gorsuch on the bench, in terms of other stuff that happened behind the scenes, there's a lot of sort of building for the future. I mean, the guy's settling in for another seven years and, uh, you know, all all going well, he's going to get them. So I think he's kind of building for the future. You know, it's like saying, well, there's nothing going up on the building. It's like, yeah, but blueprints are being drawn up furiously and bids are being put together. So it takes a while for stuff to manifest. This is one of the big manifestations. And isn't it amazing, Stephen? I just talk about the ultimate Grinch party. It's like, wait, wait, American workers are getting more money for Christmas. That's the worst thing in the world. I know. I know. Like, are you kidding? Do you have no idea how this looks? Do you have no idea of the Grinch like savage optics of this? Oh, no, people are keeping more of their own money to spend on their families at Christmas. I can't. I, I had someone tell me because everyone here got a Christmas gets a they get a salary, which is better than most people. Uh, 
out there, and there's a huge uh, or big, really big, I like to say huge, Christmas bonus incentive. And you know because the reason for that is with us, Q4 with sponsors, or it used to be YouTube, it's it's exponentially higher, right? With advertisers, they dump all their ad money. So I'm like, so if we hit these certain things, you guys get really big bonuses. And someone actually bitched about this bill on Twitter. I don't have it up in front of me and said, yeah, that's nothing new. My corporate, my corporate uh, uh, employer used to do this, give us bonuses at the end of the year so they could get a tax break. So that's because they make a bunch of money at the end of the year. A lot of businesses like Gerald, he works in wine. He gets most of his orders. If you work in retail, most of your orders, if you work in commercials, most of your orders come in in Q4. As a matter of fact, 70% of next year, Q4, by the way, for people who don't know, means fourth quarter of the year. 70% of next year's ad inventory is sold in the fourth quarter of this year because they're making a bet on what their tax burden is going to be the next year. It just, it just, it really does come down to appealing to selfishness. I really do think that's what it is. People are like, well, uh, they're just doing it to avoid taxes. And you got $10,000. Yeah. So what you're saying is that uh, if you lower taxes, people get more money. Uh, I think that's of course. And this is true because the left, every time they want to get rid of something, they raise taxes on it. So they're completely aware that taxes fundamentally fuel economic decisions. My favorite of the day. Well, there were two, if you don't mind, indulge me for a second. Go ahead. Bill Crystal. Hold on, let me just check the schedule like this, and see. I don't know. Pillsbury one second, let me, one second. let me check the schedule here. One second. Yep, yeah, you got time. You're good. Okay, go yeah. ahead. All right. So Bill Crystal tweeted out, isn't there something creepy about corporations giving cash bonuses to employees explicitly because of the passage of certain legislation or because of specific regulatory actions? Doesn't it have something of a road to corporatist serfdom feel to it? <laughs> What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bill, that, that people are getting more money around Christmas and that a bunch of companies have raised the minimum amount they'll pay to employees to $15 an hour. I'm sorry. I have no idea in what universe that is a bad thing. That is a terrible. Oh, no. We're now being enslaved by corporations who are giving us more money uh, <laughs> out of the goodness of their hearts and the competition of the market. It's like and, and Pelosi, Pelosi. Oh, Lord. Shamefully, Republicans were cheering against the children as they robbed from their future and ransacked the middle class to reward the witch. Okay, Pelosi, Pelosi, Pelosi. Michelle Malkin had a great quote. She said, hush, woman, your net worth in 2016 was $83 million on a less than $200,000 a year government salary. How is Pelosi so worth that Nancy much? Pelosi, the, the left is very concerned about the children, which is why they're for abortion up to kindergarten and uh, massive national debts to be passed along to the next generation. But now you see they care about the children. And it's so funny to watch the left caring about deficits. And, and, and it's just amazing. Yeah, they're like a $1.5 trillion deficit over the next uh, 10 years. I'm like, we, we had $10 trillion added over the last eight. You guys couldn't care yeah. less. And I do think that Republicans, conservatives need to be concerned about that, need to be consistent. Now, here's the deal. That passed. And now Democrats are holding them hostage where it comes to spending cuts. Nothing. They don't want to cut anything. So this is why it's so funny. See, this is this is the bias by omission. CNN, actually, uh, because the Democrat, if there's a shutdown this time, it'll be the Democrats, just like it was the Republicans last time. We owned it. You know why? Because we said we're fine with it. If it comes to with this kind of an increase in uh, the deficit, this kind of attack, Shut down. And we, we owned it. We were the villains. Republicans said, fine. But right now, they know that most people don't want to see a shutdown. So it said, Trump, colon, says, Democrats want shutdown. It's like, well, just say Democrats want the shutdown. But they had to, because they know it's bad, they had to put Trump, colon, just commenting on them wanting the shutdown. Yeah, I mean, a good example. We've just added now we, to our, to our uh, kind of Rolodex here, one more hire. We were going to hire two more people here coming the new year. Now we're going to hire three. If this bill, you know, if, if this bill is is uh, it takes effect very quickly and we see the actual ramifications, people are thinking, yeah, if we have more money, we hire more people. And let's say we hire another person. Right. Who's unemployed. And I make more money. 
I don't get the problem with that. I don't understand. <laughs> well, here's the thing too, right? So, and this is a little technical, but I, I really want people to understand this. So there's yeah. a big problem with the American tax code, which I won't get into the details of it, but basically it's the difference between territorial and world, worldwide taxation. So what this means is I think it's about $2.4 trillion. That's trillion dollars that American corporations who are multinationals have parked in overseas bank accounts that they don't want to bring back to the United States because the taxes are going to be ridiculous. And a 40 percent, I'm sorry, 35 percent corporate tax rate, one of the highest in the world. Now, this changes all of that and it allows them to bring the money back for, I think it's about a 15 percent tax on cash, like an 8 percent tax on equipment and so on. So this could potentially mean hundreds of billions or even trillions of dollars rolling back into the U.S. economy to be invested, right. to grow, to raise wages, to drive economic growth. And it seems to me now that the left has simply become a parody of patriotism. I think they, like, they're not concerned that, that the tax bill, the tax cuts are going to fail. They're concerned that it's going to succeed and it's going to transition more people from receiving government money to paying taxes. Because right. when you pay taxes, suddenly you care about your tax rates. That's when you're point. receiving money, not so much. And their whole base could be eviscerated through this process. Well, you were saying that too, right? In another show, Naki, Jared, just because you're completely, you've been silent for like an hour. So I want people to know you're still alive. But when you were in college, you didn't really think about it. And you were never liberal, no. but you never really thought about taxes and how it would affect you. I didn't know how any of this. I still now I bet you think about it. Insurance works. <laughs> now I bet you think about oh, taxes. Yeah, now time. I bet you get every write-off yeah. you possibly can. And you're not uh, you're not necessarily Bernie Sanders wealthy or Nancy Pelosi wealthy, but you do okay. Yeah, you know it really is. Uh, it, it's amazing to me. Like here, let me simplify it because you were getting technical. Um, how what we want to do here? Like the biggest effect is going to be corporations. Yes. Now, without getting too technical, the reason that'll be the biggest effect of this tax bill is because. We're going to lower our corporate tax rate from the highest in the industrialized world to just be the same as most European nations. Okay, is that I don't is that too technical for people out there? You can tweet me and Stefan Molyneux. Use the hashtag Crowder CNN live stream. We're just going to lower it to, say, like the price of the UK. And I think it was actually Apple. Uh, someone was warning, saying, hey, you're going to have an income, a flux of incoming investments. So you better be ready for that and have infrastructure for that, because now people are I mean, the United States is the best place to start a business because obviously of the, the environment fostering uh, fostering innovation. But then now it's not the best place now to, to people to Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now it's not it wasn't the best play, place for people to keep a business. Now it's going to be both or at least competitive on both. And uh, that's a huge deal. By the way, let me let me let me end on this because we do have to get going. Stefan Molyneux, the net neutrality <laughs> thing. Did you not find this hysterical that all YouTubers were acting as the, net neutrality? And I'm going, hold on a second. Google, Facebook, YouTube, they all support it. They have all clearly censored. And Tim Cook of Apple. I just think this is the, the perfect just the perfect irony was pro net neutrality. And now we find out that they're throttling old phones. <laughs> 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 no, that's right. Let, let me ask you this just before we go. What was your first, like I got my first job when I was like 10, but I started paying taxes when I was 11, when I was working in a bookstore and you get that first paycheck and you're like, because in your mind, you're like, oh, I was making like 250 an hour back in the day, right? Like, oh, I worked, I worked four hours. That's 10 bucks, which was, you know, a good chunk of money. Right. And then you get your paycheck and it's like, well, let's just say it's not 10 bucks. And <laughs> I think the fact that people are getting jobs later and later and later means that they just don't get that. Oh, okay. I guess all this 
stuff isn't free. I am paying for it. And and I when was what was your first big tax whiplash? Well, you know, it's funny because I think in Canada, though, they give it back to you at the end of the year if you're under 18, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm not sure. This was in England, but uh, I don't remember getting anything back. Okay, okay. Well, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I believe they withhold it and then you get it all back when you're under 18. So I don't want someone to say you're lying. But I remember my dad, my first real taxable. I mean, I mowed lawns and shoveled walkways was when I did Arthur. I was the voice of the the brain. I started when I was 12 and these were big checks, right? So they weren't they weren't small checks because it was it was the number nine rated show of the 90s as far as viewership. And uh, that being said, they weren't huge. People would think you always think you make more, but it was big enough to actually see the taxes. And my dad sat me down and said, "Okay, this is uh, basically Social Security. This is, you know, uh, assurance maladie. I don't know if that's what, what the word is in English. That's how we call it. In front. I actually have don't, I've never thought of Medicare, whatever the word, assurance maladie meant, socialized health care. So this is what you're paying for. And I remember going like, oh, but that's a lot. And he said, yeah. And I said, but our, I remember as a kid just being like, but our health care is really bad. Mom had to wait over a year like to get an MRI. He said, yeah. And I said, okay. He goes, so what do you think about that? And that's when I became a conservative. 12 years old, my first Arthur paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and so the fact that a lot of kids aren't getting jobs until their 20s. And then maybe they get low-rent jobs where their tax brackets aren't that high. But, uh, yeah, the longer you can push off people getting a job, the more that you can make them think that there's all this just free stuff in the world and only mean people want to keep poor people from getting it. <laughs> well, they can just fight for 15, which is ironic because I think like four companies, AT&T, I think it was Boeing, like four major Fortune 500, probably top 50 companies as far as employers in the United States said they're going to be raising their minimum wage up to $15 an hour. So, look, there are two ways to do it. Force businesses to do it and charge them more and tax them more or give them more money. And now we have the fight for 15. All right, Stefan Molyneux, where's the best place for people to find you, brother? You've been fantastic and helped relieve me of hosting duties for, if only a moment. Well, uh, freedomainradio.com or youtube.com slash freedomainradio are the two places to get a hold of the big chatty foreheads ramblings. Absolutely. And listen, if you want the segment from this for your own channel, you can get it because this is 16 hours. So anyone can piecemeal what they want. I'm already tired. I don't know how I'm going to. It's not. I have 12 hours to go. Hours. Oh, my God. All right. 12 Stephen, hours to go. Tw- it's 16 hours. We were going to do a 24 hour live stream. What are you crazy? Aren't you your own boss? What <laughs> do you have for a boss that he's putting you in the salt mines of Kessel for this long? What are you crazy? My you should, audience you start a union against yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was waterboarded last year and I had this idea. It was a joke. Jeez. And everyone laughed in the pitch. Me. I said, what's worse than waterboarding? I said, I could watch CNN for 24 hours. <laughs> and then everyone Be got quiet. Boss, here we are. Taste the freedom of things that would be illegal if someone forced you to do it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It is. In Guantanamo Bay, 16 hours or more was considered sleep deprivation. You add Don well, no, Lemon to the mix. You know what you need to do is you need to do, I'm going to do my next Christmas show driving a big truck because there's no way you could do it this long without it being completely illegal. That's what you need is forced <laughs> shit shower and shave breaks every, uh, every couple No, hours. I don't get it. I'm going to get a lunch break at some point, but you helped me uh, riding co-pilot. Stefan Molyneux, thank you very much. We must go. Bye, sir. Thanks, bye. And uh, he's right. I don't know why I did this.